Hi, everybody. We are back <laughs> with a new show. It's Friday, end of the week. Um, my energy's a little low. It's because I've been doing a cardio fitness training all week. And we had our fifth lesson today. Um, but I'm excited because today we have the salon industry coach. So this mama knows it all. And she's going to give us the inside scoop and tell us about how she got her humble beginnings um, a little bit time ago. And even though she doesn't look like it, super young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so just like, let's jump in, introduce yourself. Where, where do you do hair from? Who do you, who do you like to help? Tell us about your family and how you got started. Oh, awesome. Thank you. First, thanks for having me today. Um, so I'm Stacy Monroe and I've been doing hair for over 30 years. I started when I was 17. I was already a young mom. I had a kid when I was 16 years old and uh, I had to go to continuation high school so I could bring her to school with me. And so they had a great class called careers class and uh, they had us pick a career. So I picked cosmetology for a lack of anything else I felt like I could do. And they make you go through the channels of like signing up for beauty school. Then next thing you know, I'm going next thing you know, I have a license. So that's kind of how I got started with it. Um, and then uh, I, the very first salon I worked at, my first boss took me under his wing and he was old school. So that was like in 1982 and it was all about customer service. So he taught me all about relationships with people and he gave me a solid foundation of how to become a successful hairstylist. And so that's what I do today is I pay it forward with other stylists. I help them have successful careers from the start. And uh, my daughter is also a hairstylist, the one that I had when I was 16. And then I have another daughter who's a hairstylist. Uh, so I have three daughters and I'm about to have my seventh grandchild or six, I think six. Oh <laughs> Super fun. So the family's just growing. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I've had the, my salon, Stacey Monroe salon for, um, it'll be 28 years in January. It's crazy. Um, and uh, I'm in Castro Valley, California. So it's the San Francisco Bay area. Okay. Yeah. It's a mouthful. It's a kind of an expensive area, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was lucky enough. I to, yeah. I was lucky enough to purchase my home. Um, I think in 2002, cause right now trying to buy a home would be really difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's, you know, a million up crazy and then where where's like the location of your salon is that like because i've never been in that area is it like in a strip mall is it its own building is it yeah. a whole house yeah no so it's in i guess you would call it a strip mall so there's like 11 buildings uh, and um so yeah at one point i had three or two buildings i guess because the one i have now originally was two but now it's one. And then I used to have a full spa next door. So I started out as a five chair salon. And then I went to a nine chair. Then I went to an 18 chair salon. And then at my peak, I was a 20 chair salon with six treatment rooms, a shower locker room. Um, we had a little retreat area and then three manicurists and pedicures. So I had like 5,000 square feet in the same strip mall, but it's right on the main road of our town. So I, we have amazing visibility which is why i think we've been successful for the amount of years that we have been is because we are in a great location and that's the one thing i tell salon owners or aspiring owners if you want to open a salon you have to be in the right location because you'll struggle you know or you're like 
to be open for so long, you know, you're constantly reinventing yourself. And so you want to be in an area where people can see you, you know? Yeah. So location, location, location. It is so true. And honestly, um, when I first started, I think my square footage was around 1700 and that at my peak was 5,000 and it's not that much more to have a bigger space, but the amount of money you make inside your space is, you know, four times like it's so it's worth to have a bigger space i mean that's a lot of chairs to go from five to 20 so that's like quadruple <laughs> your your clientele and your 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 what are you employed do they are they employed? yeah so so i am a hybrid salon right now i'm not i made everybody go to rental once we were shut down and we reopened i was like okay that's it everyone's I had to simplify it. So I made everybody rent. Like, let me tell you, it's the best thing I ever did, but now I'm ready to shake things up. But, um, I, I was always, a you know, independent contractor employee or rental. So it's a hybrid salon. Uh, I'll hire people at a beauty school, train them and then get them on commission and then have them rent. So they can seriously grow to whatever height they want at the salon. So I've always kind of been a hybrid salon, which allowed me to, you know, make more money too, because obviously commission we make more money off commission, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, we don't have booth running. So it's like, ah. like, I didn't even know that was a thing until I went to beauty school. And I was like, wait, I can be my own boss yeah. and not have to like own a salon. Like that's the coolest thing. I've yeah. Ever. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's pretty awesome. I, when I, the very first salon that I worked at, I was pretty young, I guess I was 17 when I got my license. Cause I went to high school. So while I was going to beauty school, I was in high school. So I think I graduated from both at the same time. And it was when, within months of each other. So I was just under 18 when I started working. And, um, a lot of the people I worked with were a little bit older than me and the music they listened to was not my kind of music. And I was like, so I would go crazy. Cause I just, you know, kind of a club person from this, from the eighties, right. That was my lifestyle. So I, um, wanted to own my own salon so that I could listen to my own music. That was my driving force, which is like so wild because I really don't get to listen to what I want right now, which is crazy. <laughs> you know, you think so you go into you it. Your salon? What's that? What kind of, is it like, we are, is it pumping? Like what kind of music do you play at your salon now? Well, I'm kind of, um, well, I let everybody decide. We switch, we'll do some country, we'll do some today's hits. You know, for me, I kind of like more um, house like uh, music. Yeah. So a lot of the younger people will be like, this is um, elevator music. It's not to me, like, cause I can listen to that all day or I do like dance kind of electric music, but you know, we can't have it hardcore in the salon. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't do well with the, with everyone, I guess. So we mostly stay with today's hits, you know, but whoever's working that day, we work together. The only thing I don't listen to is, you know, the rap with the bad music and we don't listen to heavy metal. So those are the two things we avoid. I think it's an ongoing yeah, problem. Husband, he had a business and he would play coffee house all the time and drive his employees nuts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, and you know, you do have to switch it up. You can't listen to the same thing all day. Yeah. yeah. And they play the same songs like over and over. It's like, can't they change this up a little bit? Yeah. And that's how come I do like just the music because it's like, you can't, you don't really get sick of the same song, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. And then what, what's like the specialty that you do? So how many days are you behind the chair versus teaching and consulting? Yeah. And teaching? Yeah. So I'm behind the chair three days now, 
before the pandemic, I was through, was five days and, you know, closing us down and staying home made me realize like what was most important to me and how I was working too hard. It was too tired after work. You know, I had to say no to everything because I was always working. So it helped me, um, decide what I was going to do. So I work three days a week. I'm off at six and I don't work on the weekends. So I'm working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So now I'm coaching people to stop working the long hours and on the weekends. And I, all of my strategies I put together in a planner. So I have a hairstylist performance planner that has all of the, um, the tools, the budgets, the blueprints, you know, everything that I did that I've been doing for years on the computer, on my phone, um, and I put all of it together in a planner. Yeah, there it is. And um, cool. yeah, so it's really cool. So I, I created a little course that comes with it too. So that when you get the planner, you know exactly how to use each section of it. So that is, uh, you know, what I teach people to do. I just sent a couple of them off yesterday. I haven't really been promoting it, but I think what I'm going to do is uh, when people purchase it, I'm going to do like a 30 day group coaching to go along with it because, um, you know, I, I really feel like what we need today is a little more handholding and, you know, one-on-one -on -one type coaching with, um, yeah, that was a masterclass uh, that I did. Um, and there's also the replay of a masterclass in there as well. Oh, cool. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm kind of going all over the place here, but yeah, so everything is in there and uh, I just, I want to help people really use it and help them succeed in the best way they can. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's my daughters. You scrolled uh, up my two daughters that do hair. Aww. Yeah. And there's my book. I wrote a book during uh, shutdown. Uh, it's my story, The Journey Back to Self, Discover You Are the Light You Seek. And I made Amazon bestseller. That was a fun launch. I launched it in December of last year. Aww. So that was super fun. It's a beautiful I had a picture and cover. Thank you. That was like a last minute picture. Uh, I wasn't liking the design of what they were putting for the cover for me. So we went down the street to this park. I bought a dress, Macy's and the photographer, we went and just took a picture. <laughs> no way. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was last minute. It came out really good. It came out phenomenal. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah but I finally had the time. I've been writing this book for a long time, but once we were shut down, I saw a group of people that were writing their book in seven days. Um, and if anybody wants to know about that, you know, I can share that. And so I wrote my book in a week and oh my edited, God. yes. And, you know, I had a lot of stuff already written, but, you know, of course I had to rewrite the whole thing three times and then they, they helped me launch it and everything. So, yeah. Wow. So in a lot of ways, the shutdown was good. I took advantage of the time, um, but you know, I know it's not, it wasn't so good for a lot of people, you know, it hurt a lot of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. There was the good and the bad. So, I mean, I would love if you don't mind like rewinding back to, I don't even know what year that was, 1982, 83, yeah. when you, cause I'm imagining that hopefully some young girls maybe find themselves in a situation much like you were yeah. decades ago, um, who are, you know, like, oh my gosh, what just happened to me? What am I going to do with my life? And that's why I started this podcast is that they know that their options are out there. So if there's like, a, you know, so like, what would you tell like the you, like back when you're in high school, you're pregnant, you're like freaking out. What yeah. would you tell somebody that's like in their shoes? Because 
obviously you're so successful now. You've created this beautiful life, this growing family, but you didn't know that like back then. Yeah. You know what? I didn't know that. What I did know is how I didn't want to live or what I didn't want for my daughter, what I didn't want to repeat. So I did the opposite of that. Right. So a lot of times we don't know exactly what we want, but we know what we don't want. So that can help us. Um, and you know, the first step really is I used to do a lot of journaling. I still do. So I write down, you know, everything, how I see myself, um, what I really want. And then I would write out, you know, what would it take for me to get there? When I first started doing hair on welfare, obviously I had already moved out of the house. She was four weeks when I moved out. And so my biggest goal was to get off welfare. So I found a salon close by that would, you know, help me grow my business and um, so I just took the steps that I knew were going to bring me forward to getting out of the situation that I was. And I also asked for help. You know, I had people that I was able to get help from. And so never be afraid to ask for help because it's the same energy to give as to receive. Right. So we have to remember to ask for help as well. Yeah. But just never give up. You know, it's going to be tough. Like, I can't even tell you how many times, you know, I cried. I was like you know, nervous breakdown. I think I had a nervous breakdown when I was 23 years old, right? Because it's tough, but you know, it's, but there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel and you can have anything that you want as long as you're willing to work for it, you know? So an, another thing to do is like find people that are living the life that you want and maybe duplicate a little bit, right? Cause you and I have coaches. So I feel like, um, you know, I have a ton of them where there it's, whether it's helping me personally, you know, release so many different things, not just business, you know, so reach out and follow people that are doing what you want to do. And that will help you have examples. Cause I didn't have any examples. I didn't have any role models. And so just find them, you know? Yeah. What do you think like gave you that determination to just like want to figure it out? You know, that's, I, I guess I must be here for a higher purpose you know, cause even writing my book, there's a continuation that's down the street from me and I want to go there and I want to see if maybe my book can be part of their curriculum. And if maybe I can come speak to the girls at the continuum, all of them, the boys have a hard time too. You know, it's not just girls and then maybe go there and speak with them and, you know, find a way to help them. Even just hope, hope alone is huge, right? Faith and hope, you know, you can live off of that. And, uh, so I guess I must be here for a bigger reason, you know, because I don't really know what the difference is between, you know, why me, there's other people that were born in the same situation that isn't exactly where I'm at. Right. So I feel like I just need to keep paying it forward and trying to help other people succeed. That's maybe that's my mission. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're a mentor that was so pivotal in the yeah. work in the foundation that you do now. How long was it from when you graduated beauty school to when you started working with him? Um, I don't think, you know, honestly, I really don't know. He is, so he has a funny story. He passed away. Um, so he's not with us now, but he told me a funny story. I didn't remember this, but for two weeks I was showing up at his door. Like, are you hiring? And he was like, no, we're not. So the next day, the next day, then I guess it just wasn't given up. Like, cause this was close by where I was living. And so I just didn't give up. And so he's like, okay, fine. Come answer the phone and do the towels. Like, you know, we don't really need anybody. And so that's kind of how the whole thing started for me to work there. I think he felt sorry for me, but I don't think it was very long. You know, I just, once I got my license, I was like, okay, now I got to find a job. 
it was it was pretty right away, I think. Well, I like that how you just showed up. Like you wouldn't yeah. just think, oh, they're not hiring, so I'm not going to go in there. Like, yeah. Well, I was determined to work at this space because um, I was living with my sister at the time and the salon was around the corner. I didn't have a car, so I needed to be able to walk there, you know, and so I was like, I have to work there. And so I was just determined that this was it. There was no other salons around. This was it. And so I just kept going until he one day said yes. <laughs> I love it. So like that, I mean, that conviction and that determination, like there yeah. it was, it was like, it had to be because you decided that it was so. Yeah. So he was, he was my family. Like it, literally everybody in that salon was my family. They were so good to me. And one of the ladies that worked in that salon works for me now, which it's so crazy. She rents a station from me. That's crazy. That's yeah. And so I remember doing hair. At, you know, I don't ask, I don't even know how old she is. I mean, you know what? I should ask her. I don't know. I didn't ask her, you know? It's been a while though. She's been doing it for a long time. I think that's like, I think it's just so fascinating and a lot to be said about the industry that people like yourself have, you know, you're still lit up about it and you're still yeah. three days a week behind the chair. Like this is like not something that like, you know, you kind of just punch the clock and wait till you're, you know, retire. But like, yeah. like, you love what you do. You know, I can tell you there's been many times where I wanted to just bail and sell it, you know, sell the salon. I did sell the spa. So now I just have the salon, but, um, I'd go to my friends. I can remember going to dinner, just screaming with just, you know, frustration. Um, and then even recently I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just want to live. But, uh, instead I've decided I'm going to, you know, rebrand and just remodel the whole place. I'm just to do one more last run and then maybe toss, you know, give it to one of my daughters or something and have them run it, you know, but it's, it's definitely, um, you definitely have to have a love for it. I think I've been doing it forever and I don't really know how to do anything else. Yeah. So I think that might keep me there a little bit. So I'm, uh, so I'm paying attention to that as well. You know, what are those super like frustrating moments that like maybe other salon owners can relate to or, or people that, you know, might want to go in a salon, but maybe yeah. they should just stay booth running. Um, the most frustrating thing is really your team, you know, so you, you, you do have to be picky about who you hire. And I've been known to not be picky many times. Mm. I would say for the most of my career of having the salon, it was like, I give everyone a chance. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think this round, cause I want to hire about nine more stylists. It's not going to happen. I'm going to be super picky. Because right now we have 11 stylists and everybody likes each other. They want to be there. So I think the biggest mistakes that I made was keeping the wrong people for too long mm. and not listening to other people, what they have to say about the people that shouldn't be there. You know, because as an owner, you do have to do what works, what you feel is right. You can't listen too much to other people because, you know, that can kind of mess you up too. But keeping the wrong people for too long is the worst thing that you can do. That That is the worst thing because, you know, yeah. people get clicky and then one person's bad, then two. It's, yeah, that's the hardest part yeah. of it, I think. Well, yeah. a bunch. So yeah. where do you think that that would come in that like you were like kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt or avoiding confrontation or you were just like too busy to deal with it? Well, I think for me was a lot of my issues of, what I was like when I started doing hair, because 
you know, 16 with a kid, 17, living on my own. I've been a rebel, you know, just kind of a lot, a lot of part of my part of my life, I guess. And so I feel like I like to give people room to grow. And so I like to have some kind of leadership with them. And I've given those types of people, and I don't even want to say those types, because that's wrong. There's no judgment here. Um, but I feel like um, it's kind of what I like to do because it's what I, what people did for me, but collectively I've healed a lot of things, I guess, in myself. So I don't really need to help people like that. Now I need to just feel the success, have everyone feel the success and everyone scale from where they are. So that's where I am today. I don't feel like I have to, you know, take people under my wing and, and help right. them grow up as a person. Yeah. Somebody else can do that. Yeah, because the more we heal ourselves, then we don't do that. You know, it's like you keep yourself in this, this rut, right? And it's like, oh, and so how many times do you have to do it to yourself? And so it's, it's good to get the um, personal development, do a lot of reading and all of that to help get through a lot of that. Yeah. Any favorite like mentors or authors? Like, who do you follow? Like the Brene Brown or? Yeah, no, for sure. Brene Brown. Um, I went to Tony Robbins, uh, Unleash the Power Within the UPW. Yeah, that was life changing. So Tony Robbins is good. Um, Brene Brown. I, I like to um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Gilbert. I like to read her stuff. Um, gosh, I Brendan Burchard. I did a lot of his stuff. Yep, I've seen him in person. Yeah. So he's got a couple great books. He you know, he was doing all of his live events in my backyard. Oh, you're in San so Diego. I'm in. Uh, no. So now he's doing it in San Diego, but he was doing it here in Santa Clara in San Jose. Yeah. So I've been to so many of his events too. And that was, you know, really helpful, but I think, um, you know, just reading all different sorts of books have helped, but Tony Robbins is a big one. I can't think off the top of my head. Any books that stand out off the top of your head? No, I'm listening to one right now, which is really good. And do I remember the name? No, I just, there's a lot of things I don't commit to memory. And I'm going to tell you why, because, you know, when you are wearing all the hats, because I don't have any, any, anybody, you know, no managers or anything like that. So when you're that one person that does everything in your business and even in your life and you're working behind the chair, I feel like our brains get filled up. And so I will not commit a lot of things to memory because I can only take in so much. And that kind of helps me be a little bit more at peace, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of things I don't commit to memory. It's terrible, but I have a bunch of books over there and I'm like looking and going like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To think I know, about that. I, one of my one of my good friends, Dottie, she just posted a picture on Facebook the other day with this pile of self-development and business books that she wanted to read. And she was like, The struggle is real. Like, I don't know which one to start with. I think Dottie. I was like, just pick one up. Like, that's what I do. I just literally open a page. Yeah. See what message I'm meant to see. You know, okay. So I think the one that I'm thinking of, I listen to my books too, so I can listen to a lot, um, was, I think it's called what is like accepting what is I'll have to look it up and I'll, and I'll write it down. My phone is not here. Or I would look at it. Um, that was probably the most powerful one that I've listened to lately. Um, it's, should I go on audible? Are you looking it up? What is, I know I just going to look it up right now. Yeah. yeah, I could go get my phone too, or even like, um, so yeah, I think that's what it's called. I don't remember. Mike the Robbins? Did that sound right? What is it? Her name? 
is it by Mike Robbins? No, it's a lady. Oh. Um, hmm. I could go get my phone if you want. That's all right. Look it up. Um, because I don't even think I have my audibles on here. There must be a guy that has a business called Accepting What Is. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh gosh, maybe I'm, I might even have the wrong name. <laughs> yeah, because if I Google it, that's what comes up. This Mike Robbins. Yeah, because I've recommended it to a few other people and they've read it and they're like just blown away because what she does is she has this method where, you know, she asks, you know, when you go on and you tell a story to yourself or to someone else, like what might be happening to you, she will ask you, is this true? And then she has you like really examine like what you're feeling to be true. And a lot of times it's not. So we come up with these stories and oh, we live by them. Um, oh my gosh. It's like not Brene Brown. It's freaking, I know who it is because I have the, I, I have, I have the book, <laughs> but I think that's like a subtitle. Yeah. I think that a couple other people do similar things. This is definitely yeah. an older book. The work, the work, it's the work. Is that what that one's it's called? Okay. It's called, it's the work. I'm trying to yeah. think like I have the, um, who is it? Yeah. I'm going to grab my phone. I insist. Yes, it's like the work accepting what is, and I forget her name, which is terrible because I learned about her back in um, the Martha the Martha Beck coaching world. Like she was the coach on um, Oprah. Uh, so that's who that's who does that. What is her name? Okay, so I got I grabbed my phone. Let's see. Do I have Autumn? Oh, it's not on this one. <laughs> I have two phones. I'm gonna grab my other one. And all her stuff is free. But yeah, she asked that question. Now the work isn't coming up on here. I'm gonna have to Google the work. Why it's like slipping my mind. Byron Katie. That's gotta be. Sorry about that. Um so yes. Um yeah, the one I'm listening to. Sorry, are you there? The Byron Katie? Yes, I think that's her. <laughs> I know. It's called, yes, I'm sorry. It's loving what is. So yeah. good. Game changer. Yeah, totally. We're just, yeah. So um, this is and then I'm gonna and then the untethered soul is another good one. I have that. <laughs> and then have you read read the Buddha and the Badass? No. That one's good. It's good for uh, business, you know, people like us. Um, he right. teaches a whole nother way of like affirmations, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's a good one. Um, I, oh, Gabby Bernstein. So I've been to a couple of her book signings. So she's, uh, she's good. Everything about her stuff is good. Uh, yeah. Uh, or do you listen to Abraham Hicks too? Yep. Yep. Okay. I love Abraham Hicks. Somebody just gave me the book of joy for my birthday. So I'm about to read that one. And, uh, my one that's really good was, um, did you read Matthew McConaughey's book? No, I haven't. It's called green lights. I, I wanted to grab. Okay. Green lights. Okay. No. So good. Um, I hired a coach like way back in my early days online and her name is Debrina Jackson Gandy, no clue how I found her. 
She, her first book was Sacred Pampering Principles, but this is all the joy you can stand. 101 Sacred Power Principles for Making Joy Real in Your Life. And it's a really good Wow, book. that's awesome. That's one all the joys you can stand. Love it. Love it. Because, you know, the more we can be in joy, you know, good things come our way. It's all about energy. And that vibration. Like Yes, was, yes. Yeah. Yep. And that's I, my recent one that I'm listening to right now. I listened to half of it yesterday was recommended to me um, by a friend of mine and it's called uh, the surrender experiment experiment. Yep. yep, I know that. Uh, so yeah, so I'm listening to that. I listened to half of it yesterday. I'll finish today, but so good. So good. Yeah. So this is how we can rise above a lot of things is through reading. And if you don't read, then just get audibles. Yeah. I love reading. I love yeah, reading. me too. Yeah, and audibles too, and pod and podcast. I love yes. <laughs> I love your podcast. Thank you. And there's yeah. so many good like resources out there. Like until you have like the budget to go like a little bit deeper. And yeah. that's actually how, like one of my mentors when I first started online, Susan Hyatt. She um, hired her. So she read this book called self-coaching one-on-one how to coach yourself by this woman named Brooke Castillo who now has like an eight-figure online business wow but, um she read the book and Susan's like I, I like can you coach me like can you be my life coach and Brooke's like you read you read the book like you don't need me and she's like no I read the book but I want you to like te really teach me and help me like implement it so it's yeah funny. like even if they, you do have the resources or you write a book like somebody still wants your help no, it's true. And that's what I think we all kind of would like right now too, because we're all not being able to be in big groups. You know, I was addicted. I was going to three or four seminars, you know, well, I, okay. I was going to say a month. That's totally exaggerating, but I mean, maybe I was averaging every other month going somewhere live, you know? And so I miss that. So to be able to work one-on-one -on -one with someone and have him go, just tell me exactly what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is something to be said, to be said, to be in a room. Like I went to like a, the last friend in Bashar event I went to is probably, probably a year before COVID. I tried to convince my husband to go to one, like right when COVID happened. He, and I was like, please come to this event with me. And I was like describing it. He was like, yeah, no, but I remember like, the last <laughs> one we went, we were like on a mountain and like flapping our wings and like crying, like doing this. Like, oh, nice. And of course you can't record anything. So I don't remember what what we no, I love that. that. I love that meditation. And then you hug, everybody goes to rows and hugs and, and, you know, like it was, yeah, it's, that's pretty amazing. Did you go to, um, so it wasn't experts Academy. You went to the high performance Academy. Yeah. 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 High performance Academy. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, I went to Shalene Johnson. I went me to too. me too. Loved her. So I think that was 2015. I went to Shalene and then I immediately went to Brendan's. Okay. So I did Brendan's, uh, the 10 X where I got bonuses from him. So, because it was like a $10,000 program. So I got four other programs that were 2000 each as bonuses. So I went to Shailene. Um, is that how you say her? I always say her name wrong. Um, I went to Bo Eason's and then Roger Love. And I was trying to, what's the fourth one? Um, I think there was, there was four different ones, but yeah, Shailene, I love her. I know she's, she's, she's amazing. She, if, I don't know if you followed her whole story, but I actually know her from back in the days of, I did turbo jam. Okay. Yes. DVDs in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to watch people's journeys. Yeah. So you want to get more from out from the chair 
and like have your daughters take over or where do you like what's your goals for that because you like are so deep into this person that like it's like we're like we know this whole other world that most people like don't know that exists it's so true you know the other day I was writing down if I traveled for one year because you know I I think okay you know, the older you get and the more your kids are grown and more time has gone, you're in a place where you can do anything that you want. Right. I mean, and I'm, it's, it's crazy. It's mind boggling because then you have too many choices. So the other day I was watching the show on Netflix and it was like all these amazing destinations to travel. Right. So then I make my list, I have my computer on my lap and I make my list of like the 12 places I'm going, I'm going somewhere once a month for a year. I'm going to sell my house because you know, the money I can make on my house, I'm going to travel for a year. And then I'll figure out where I want to live and buy. Right. So I, um, you know, I go back and forth with things like that, but I think that like, okay, so I'm going to get the salon going again, remodel it, fill it back up again. And then at that point, you know, I'm going to put myself on a two-year plan. And then at that point, I'd like to just, you know, hand it off and then do some traveling, you know, just, just, just do more traveling. I love to travel. I've done a lot of traveling and I need to start doing that again experience in life I want to experience things you know yeah this country this yeah. world this earth, there's so much to see like everywhere mm -hmm. like it's so fun I love to eat food I love to yes eat experience the culture so I think that that in a perfect world okay the salon's done everyone's working every well-oiled machine um you know I don't think I'm going to sell my house I keep going back and forth with that because it's like okay, why do I want to sabotage the fact that I have somewhere to live, you know, yeah. especially right now, things are crazy. Like, do I want to be homeless right now? Not really, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> so so then you have your online planner and you're yes. doing the 30 day um, thing. Do you have like a membership or something with the online education or do you do? Yeah. So that's, that's where I need to focus my energy on. You know, I have everything already. I have everything done on the back end everything for the membership, the, the, um, signature course and all of that stuff. And I just haven't taken the time to do all the launching with that. And now I have the planner, I have some mini courses. And so that's what I'll do is get the salon going, get going on that. I'll probably create a video when we're done here, just inviting people in and I'll invite the people that already bought the planners and then try and get some more out there. Uh, I, I use the planner myself. I give it out at work. Like it, it's, it works. It's just habits, you know? You know what? And I think that's what like Shaleen and Brendan say is like, like the only thing that separates you from successful people is your habits. Yep. That's all it is. It's all it is. Like I, yep. We have some people in the salon that have been there for years that their books are empty. And I'm like, where are your clients? And it's as simple as they have clients, but they don't rebook them. So every week they're like, they get full by the end of the week, but they have to wait and see. I can do that. No, me neither. No. I'm like, when are you coming back? Yes. <laughs> You're yes. not coming back. You don't need to come back. I'll find no. somebody who's going to come back. And what's really good too, is to rebook them twice. So I rebook three months. So we rebook the next one and then the next one. Cause they have like certain spots they like. So yeah. that's super helpful too. But what I was telling you earlier is, um, where I mentioned to you before is, the best thing that you can do if you're starting out in a solo by yourself yeah, yeah. is to get yourself on Vagaro. I'm familiar with Vagaro, so I could say that. Um, 
you can pay it's $25 for for just you a month and Wait, you can you, pay an is there like extra. a referral thing if, if I go to like do you have like a thing you can share me like a referral I yes I can like totally refer you to it yes and you can pay an extra $10 a month and be on their website so and you can so what you could do is you could do like a daily deal so say you want to specialize in you know Brazilian blowouts or keratins because those are 200 to 300 right um, okay. say you want to specialize in that and you're going to do, you know, uh, $50 off or free shampoo and conditioner. You could do that advertisement on their page and someone who's looking to have that done. Cause it's a certain niche. They'll go on and they'll find you. And then they'll book online through Vigaro and you'll, you'll just see your books get filled up pretty quickly. That's just one example. So that's one of the things I do when, um, hair sellers are starting out when I'm training them and they start to do hair. It's, we do a campaign and the campaign is free with your membership, with your monthly fee. Wow. So does this yeah, matter awesome. if I live in Pennsylvania and like I drive an hour to my salon, like are people in my area going to know to look for this or find this, or is it like better for cities? No, I think, I think just, you know, everybody all over the, wherever Vigaro is, if you punch in Vigaro as like, say your friend goes on Vigaro and says, oh, I want to get my hair done. Who's doing deals? And then they look and they find people in their area. But, you know, I mean, somebody could drive out, like somebody could live in San Francisco because I'm about 20 minutes from the bridge and they could say, oh, I'm going to save $200. I'm going to go to Castro Valley and get my hair done, you know? So people are just all over and your your area will look. I've, I've never done crazy. a search. So I, I did not hear about this until last episode when Courtney mentioned like Vigaro and I was like, Oh, I have to check that out. And then you brought yeah. it up today, but there's all these different things, coaching, nutritionist, like all this stuff is like, so it's like a thing, like it's a thing. Stuff. Yeah. And to be, to be featured on their website page, it's an extra 10. So it's still super cheap because the amount of people they have going to their site is insane. Yeah. Because you know, you're like, I want to like get this blowout and I want to get the best deal. So I'm just going to go there and go drive and find it. Got yeah. It. It's, and it's better than Groupon. They don't keep any of your money. It's just, they just advertise for you for 10 bucks a month. And then does it do booking too? Cause that. Looks oh like yeah, that. no. So it does all your booking and then, um, you can email market your clients. So as people book, you're putting their email address in. So now you're capturing everyone's email address. Yeah. You can also do text messaging to them, all of that. You, you know, there's a small fee for the text messaging. We don't do that. Um, and you get up to, mm -hmm. I think a thousand emails for free. So that'll be good until you get like 5,000, four or five. And then you pay extra depending on how many emails you want to send a month, but it's, it's so affordable. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And then when you send an email out, the Yelp is on there, your Facebook, your Instagram. So they can click on any of that with their, with their templates, their email templates. And then you do, do they take like the normal, like 3% or whatever for processing? Um, you know what? I don't do any of my inventory in there. I don't do, uh, take payments in there. All I do is my scheduling and my marketing. Okay. But yeah. you can like put your client notes and everything. Yeah. You can, yeah, you keep notes in there. Um, and then it also text reminds your clients so they can't really forget they have an appointment. It's pretty amazing. I so love it. We also use this for like coaching too, besides hair, because it has like business types. So. You know what? I've never, what you're doing right now, I've never done that. So this is new. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Okay. So it's just, Help, well, so, okay. So this is the, wellness and life coaches and okay. business coaches. 
So this is a software for coaches. I'm thinking, but am I not on the right thing? No, 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 you are. So, okay. So, so that being said, so they have software for hairstylists for coaching. So then you can search for people, coaches that are using their online ability. So they're not just for hairstylists, which is great. But we can get our coaching listed on there too. We probably could. Yeah. I might have to check that out. (laughs) Yes. All the things. I know. There you go. Memberships. Create a membership for you. Oh, you know what? I came up with a membership and I did it for a little while because Stu, um, what is this? I, I joined McLaren. Yes, yes, yes. So I went to his yep. tribe a couple years ago, right before. COVID. Thank God. I went to his tribe live. And, uh, so I did What's a shift girl. I did a membership for, I want to say it was 39 a month. It was called your hair concierge. And I okay. sent it to my clients. I said for $39 a month, I'm going to give you like $60 in products sent to you. So I had like four people in it. It wasn't very much. Cause again, I come up with these great ideas. I do it. And then I abandon it. It's just, I like have <laughs> all the, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, so I did that for a little while and then, you know, I just quit doing it. Cause I was like, eh, unless I'm really going to go big with this, I should just probably, it's, it's, I would, you know, cause I sell Jack Wynn. That would be like something really good to do with my yeah. customers. Your hair yeah. Yeah. Get them on like a little subscription plan with like new product drops and yep. bonuses and stuff. And I have other cool swag that I could like include. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's fun. You know, it's fun. So you, so, you know, I feel like you're kind of like me a little bit too. You have a lot of things going on because <laughs> you said you have other businesses. You have the little one. Um, well, not little one. Do you have more than she's one? Little, but she's little to me. No, yeah. not yet. But you know what? We were going to start foster care when Aww. I went to school. And then I was kind of like, well, I can't start foster care and go to school. So I focus on school. And then my daughter in January came to me and was like, mom, she was like mentally, like, she was just like, I don't want to be here, but I don't want to not be here. Yeah. So we had that whole thing to go through in okay. January. And finally oh, she's yeah. doing much better. Good. And she does tell me to wait till she goes to college to, um, to foster. Cause I joke, I was like, you're going to come home from like college and I'm going to be like, meet your new sister. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's like our, like, that's one of the chapters that we want to do. So I, I always tell my husband, I was like, cause I still haven't like unpacked. We moved right in like before, like right before COVID went to beauty school. I waitressed, I just stepped away from online for a whole year and it was glorious. But now I'm like, I still have stuff from my, oh, I had a big whole office before. And now I have like a corner in my bedroom. So okay. my whole big office is like crammed in my corner and I've like yet to sort through things. So I, I told my husband, once I sort through things, we're going to fill out the paperwork and we'll see what children are on the market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you probably thrive on, you know, just learning new things too. Cause it is what we, our bodies and brains want to do. We want to learn, you know, and I know what you mean by taking time off online. Cause I did a lot of that too, during the whole shutdown and it does feel good to free up some of your space. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. just stepping back for a minute and not doing anything is, is just so good. Well, the interesting thing was like stepping away. Like I went on, I went, I mean, and he was home. I went to school for graphic design, knowing what I know now, I probably would have gone to beauty school like you did in high school. <laughs> um, so I could be home with her, but then I'm like, well, she's going to graduate. I don't need to be home anymore. Let's get a job where I actually like be with people. 
And, um, and then COVID happened and I was like, God, you're really funny here. I get out of the house and like the whole world has to stay in their house. This is crazy. And then I dove back into quick branding my online business and then things just kind of took off. We had our best month in business immediately after I graduated beauty school. So then I was like, oh, when I have this beauty school degree and I don't really yeah. have a, other than booth running and I have all these coaching clients. So I've just. I've been doing more coaching than hair right now. Yeah. Well, that's okay. People need you. That's where you're needed right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. My, my full into my salon owner is like, when are you going to be here? I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like the stylist that like, I work like very minimal. <laughs> are you the only one in there or do you have other people sharing the suite with? No, she, she, there's two other gals that are very, very part-time like myself. Okay. And then there's an older lady who does all the old lady hair. And I was like, where do you find the old ladies? She's like, I can only find uh, Molly. And she's super nice. And then we have a young girl that just um, left a commission salon um, booth rent here. And she works like full time. So there's the three of them there. And then the other three of us that are like very part time. Okay. Well, that's the beauty of this industry too, you know, because there's been many times where I didn't do hair. Or one day a week, you know, because having kids, like I wanted to stay home with them. I was married. I wanted to, you know, make sure dinner was on the table when my husband came home. You know, so I did all that. I was married for 10 years, but we got a divorce, I think, in 2002. So I've been single since then. Doing what I want. I know, right? Yeah. You get to, like, no one, nobody to ask. Hey, do you mind if I do this? <laughs> Just do whatever you want. It's like, so crazy. You know, my youngest daughter got married two years ago. Um, I think two, might even be three. I'm so bad. Um, no, I think two years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I'm an empty nester. I live in a four bedroom house by myself and uh, might be kind of hard to let someone live here with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, there, there's something to be said about like, I, it's funny because, um, like I love being a mom and it's what I always wanted to be. Yeah. I used to think that people that didn't have kids, I was like, I had a boss out my, my first graphic design job out of college and she didn't have kids and she never wanted to have kids. And I just, I thought it was the weirdest thing. I was like, but she's married. I'm like, why would she be married and not want to have children? Like I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then yeah. I had a teenager and I was like, Oh, this is why people don't have children. Yeah. Yeah. They have experiences when they're growing up. They're like, Oh, not for me. Yeah. So there's, you know. I mean, there's definitely like something to be said about just like your life is your own when you don't have kids at home. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You need a little help when you get older though. So it's good to have a kid or two, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That's why I said earlier, like, you gotta take care of me. Right. <laughs> well, if you're lucky, yes. Cause sometimes it doesn't work out like that. That's what she's like. She's like, no mom. not. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean you are going to get the help you think you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I know my, my in-laws are going through that now. They're my father-in-law is like suffering dementia and it's so Aww. sad to see like this yeah. person that you know, through a family is like just reverts to like almost like a baby, you know. My yeah. my daughter's like, Randy's like it's just like she has a baby again with granddad. I'm like, I know. Yeah, I can't it's imagine that has to be hard. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm like, I just I want them to like live with the like I've we moved to our cabin and there's like no space. So I, I would, you know, I want to be like financially free so that I, you know, I can take like care of people that I love and, and spend yeah. time and with yeah. people that need, need help in my family and things like that. So you want yeah, to travel? I do. I, 
Okay. Very nice. Anything else? Like what's your, like, what's your why besides that? Yeah. My why is, um, now my kids might argue with you on this, uh, with me on this one, like to say for it to be kind of all about me a little bit, you know, um, you know, set up everything to where I can feel comfortable and give myself the permission to do me, you know, it's, I'm at that, at that phase, you know, I've been told here and there through some of my kids. Yeah. It's all about you, mom. But honestly, I am like, really, how could you say that? <laughs> like, you know, but, um, but I had, I listened to that. This was like last summer, we had some stuff that we had to work through as a family. And I took ownership on that. Like I could see how your kids would feel like it's all about you. Um, but I don't feel guilty about it anymore really. And so just, you know, I'm in a place where I want to give myself permission to do what makes me happy <laughs> and not constantly yeah. taking care of, you know, everybody at work. Um, my kids, my grandkids, not that I'm not going to do that. Cause I do want to be able to do that as well. And I do help with my grandkids and my kids. It's great, but I have to work me in there a little bit. So that's my, that's my newest I mean, task. Why do we do that? We take care of like every yeah. So. Yeah. So I kind of want to feel, find out what that balance is to do both. And I know, I know it'll come to me instead of um, what I recently figured out was, you know, a lot of times we write down our goals and we are meditating on all of the success. And as we're doing that, we're thinking about, okay, I'm going to do this step, this step, this step, right? Well, I just had this epiphany that rather than trying to figure out the steps is I'm just going to know that that's going to be my future. And then let the universe and God and everything, like I'll do the work and I'll just let the, let it flow and happen. Right. Cause I think we get caught up way too much in the how, and then we say, oh, well, that's impossible because ugh, that would just be so much work. I have to do this. Well, let's take that away and just know that where we're going to end up and then just see how it unfolds. And I think that's kind of what I'm doing right now is like, I know where I'm going to end up. And so I'm just going to let it flow instead of trying to control it mm -hmm. and having to do this and having to do that. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I know it totally, it totally makes sense. And in fact, I was having like, my daughter and I have like these super profound conversations when we're in the car and somehow I, I don't know, like, like we'll talk about like just being here. Right. And I, you know, like I just, I was like, God, it's so weird that we're here. It's like, what are we? Like, what yeah. is earth? And she's like, mom, it's really weird when you think about it. Like, it doesn't make sense. There's no reason why we're here. I yeah. don't know. But the fact is we're here. So we can't think about like why we're here or what's next because nobody knows what's next. And we all like to think, she's like, I really hope there's something next. Like, I hope this isn't it. But she's like, we're here. So we're yeah. here and we just enjoy it. And we just get through the day and we enjoy it. <laughs> I was like, good point. Yep. You're here to enjoy the journey and be as happy as you possibly can, you know, and create the world that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Create the world that you want. Yeah. That's why you're here. You can have that. We all can. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um see if Elaine, she was like episode 20. I don't know if you yeah. know Elaine Travis. She has this card deck. So. Oh, Elaine. Yes, yes, yes. I love her. She was at an event with me. We were, um, does she tell you she goes to Bali a lot? Like I wanted to go to Bali with her, but they had to cancel it. I'm trying to think. Um, 
So I met her at um, James Wedmore's event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay, awesome. So this card says, be a color artist, not a color chartist. Know your color theory to formulate for success. And that's a quote from um, Color Christina. I love it. I love it. Yeah, color, that's a whole... That's a whole other thing to learn, that's for sure. But once you learn the color wheel and what color does, you'll get you'll be pretty good at it. Are you like a cutter or a colorer? What's your jam? Um, yeah, I guess at this point I do both, but I can do any haircut. Like I I can cut, you know, I definitely I can do color for sure. But my thing is I've done so much education education on haircutting that like my haircuts, people they love them. Like in three months they still look good, you know. Mm-hmm. So yes, haircutting is my jam. Yeah, that's what that's what Sherry, the, the last episode, she was saying that she loves cutting too, and that's what she knows and teaches. Now at your yeah. salon, do people specialize or do you yeah. yeah? So we have one girl. Um, she flies back and forth from Idaho, and she does hand tied. She has her own method, so she actually teaches it too. Um, her name is Angela and she does the hand tied extension. So we have that specialty. Um, and I think that like, for me, I also like to do the Brazilian blowouts cause that's, I brought that up to you. You know, I like to do those in the keratins cause they're super helpful for people. I love to do it the first time for people who've been struggling with their hair forever. And I'm like, you need a Brazilian blowout, you know? Um, but I don't think, um, haircutting, you know, we have people who do really well with, um, balayage. So I I'd say, yeah, balayage, Brazilian blowout, and um, hand tied. Okay. Yeah. And then do you take them through like that whole stylist number system? Like what's your process like when somebody comes to work with you? Yeah, so I, um, because everyone rents, you know, at this point, like if they are commissioned, like my commission people, I have them do everything that's in the book. Like okay. the number one thing that stylists should do is, um, create a master list of all their, their, you know, you have to, to write down every person that you've done their hair. And we have this little um, form in the planner where you write down three things that you talked about so that when you see them, you remember what you talked about. So you could bring it up and they always feel like, Oh my God, I can't believe she remembered that. Right. And then we always send like a little thank you card, you know, in the mail, 10% off their next visit, you know, things like that. Um, but a master list is super important. And then, you know, how much money do they want to make? And we break it down per day and they keep track of what they're making. And when they're not hitting the mark, like who can you call, you know, off of your list kind of thing. Um, so when they're working for me, I could do that, but as renters, you know, I, I give them a planner. I've given them out a few of them. I don't know if they use them, you know, but that's yeah. kind of really on them. I do know that there are stylists who are making six figures, um, but they don't, you know, they don't keep track of anything. They could probably do even more if they did, you know? Yeah, I know. But that's hairstylists, right? We're creative. We don't keep track of the money. We're not good at budgeting um, and all of that. And this planner does that. There's a budget in there for you to figure out. And it's a lot of fun. I love to do stuff like that. Yeah. Love- what a what a great resource. Yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, I'm pretty, I've got some pretty decent business acumen. Um, uh-huh. I, I like both pieces of the business and other people like my business partner for quick branding. She just like, I'm the numbers person. I make the spreadsheet. Okay. Awesome. Right, pricing. She's like, go to Julia <laughs> because she's like a, 
artist and she doesn't want to do that stuff. So it's hard when you are an artist and you're the owner and you got to do all the paperwork yeah. and taxes and stuff yourself. Um, yeah. So I think your planner is a super great resource. Yeah, I'll send you one. My Good gift idea. to you. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I think that's a great resource and, and tying it into a community too because like us planner people, we're, we're crazy. Like I got planners everywhere. It's so true. Planners. And it's hard to find a good planner. And one thing I had, I had worked with a direct sales coach um, many years ago and I paid like, I don't know, like $500 for like five phone calls. And she was like, Julia, if you ever want to be successful at anything, she's like, you have to master your schedule. And she taught me to get like way before I was in the salon to get okay. the calendar with the 15 minute increments. And she's like, you have, you can't have a planner. That's just like a block or a day. Yeah. Like you have to have every time increment. So is your planner yeah. have like the time for like the appointments and stuff? Um, no, the planner doesn't have the schedule on it at all. Okay, it's really so just your, like it's thing. your, it's the, the, that's, you do that on the computer. This is just your business at your fingertips. And one of the things that's great too about it is, so at the end of the year, when I go to the tax guy, all my numbers are in there. And if I want to look at what I made, like in January right now, I can tell you exactly what day I made, what, how much I made for the month. And, uh, so it's all there. So, you know, there's no like rummaging through anything. It's all there. So each, each planner is like 90 days. So I'll have like four for the okay. year. Yeah. So they're 90 well, days. You need, that could be like an upsell. Do you want to add a scheduler? Like maybe it's a scheduler, not a planner. Um, well, I think that needs to be done online and you need to have them, the people That's handle true. their, yeah, yeah, because you're, you're doing the online scheduling. So do you plug in your personal stuff into that calendar too? Um, the paper planner girl, the planner there like when you have like personal stuff you have to do i know about your clients like how do you mix those two schedules so there it oh so this is just i'm, I'm all looking at the planner over there the planner is just uh me logging everything and staying on on task with what my goals are okay. um so my phone and my, my calendar i have that there is a calendar a monthly calendar in it but it's based on like, okay, you have three bullets of what you're going to do each day. That's going to, you have a mission statement that you write out for that month. And then each day you're going to do three things that's goes with that mission to get you closer to it. Right. And so that is in that planner. So the planner is really just everything about your business. And yes, you can totally write in there. Um, what, what you're going to be doing for the day. It's not super big. I made it to where people can throw it in their purse, yeah. you know? So I think if I had to do it again, I probably would make it a little bit bigger, but it's definitely big enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so are you, is your salon affiliated with any certain like products or color thing or everybody? Cause they're all independent. It's like so different. Do you supply retail? How does that work? Yeah. So everybody buys their own stuff. You know, we have a cabinet in the back. I do give, um, a, I give, um, what do you call it? Commission off the sales in the front, you know? We sell some product, but you know, a lot of people, they just buy everything on Amazon. So what I've done was, um, I have Unite. a lot of people Amazon? do, I know it's horrible. I, so I did, did get rid of let them do that. You know, stylists are not good at selling products. I hate to say it. Why are they leaving all that money on the table? Why do they want to give that money to Amazon? No, it's true. Some of them, some of them sell. There's like a handful of us that were the sellers. Like, yeah, you know, for yeah. me, obviously I sell the most because I use what I sell too. 
but we now we just have like three or four brands instead of like six or seven so we we keep it to a minimal we have like a lower end and then a higher end right but we're not sponsored by any products like some salons are sponsored we're not yeah yeah we don't i've never done any of that i've always been independent like that yeah like whatever you want to use yeah yeah I, my teachers in school, I would ask them, I would, I would be like, what do you, how do you do retail? And they're like, oh, I don't, I just tell them to go to like Ulta. And I'm like, what? Like, you don't even have like a can of hairspray to hand them if they're like, want to use it. And they're like, nope, I don't do retail. Yeah. And you know, if you're really good at styling hair, you know, you're going to want to have the product. Unite came and did a class one time. And one of the things that was super helpful is they did a blowout class, right? So one of the things she said, she goes, okay, what I ask my clients before I blow their hair out is I say, how do you want your hair to look when I'm done? So then they explain, she goes, okay, great. I'm going to use these products based on what you want. She uses them this way. When you go home, you can purchase these and do the same. And so she said she sold every single one of her clients and I do that. And it's super helpful. Yeah. Great tip. We'll put that in the show notes here. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I know. Cause yeah, it's like, how do you make that transition of yeah. Yeah. Using it and, and not feeling awkward having them get it, but it's a service. Yeah. Like you want, you don't want to just be like, here's this. Like, I mean, my one teacher was like, I was like, how do you sell retail? And she was like, I just say you want to take any products home. And I'm like, well, that's not really selling retail. But then another teacher who was like, I like give them the, 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 whatever the yeah. bottle and I'm like I'm putting this in your hair and I'm and I'm doing this and then she's like I just leave it sit there and then when I go to check them out I, she's like I just say okay for your haircut it's this much for your bottle it's this much she's like I don't even ask I just put it in there and then they'll go oh wait can I get like that one next time like, yeah no like, oh. the, the conversation should really start at the shampoo bowl right so you're like asking him are there any problems you're having with your hair and then they'll say what they're using. And it's like, okay, well, next time I'm going to recommend this. Go ahead and finish what you have. A lot of times when you do that, they go, oh, well, wait, what? I'll try that today, you know? <laughs> but it has to start while you're shampooing their hair. And then you involve them in it. And you know what Unite and Kevin Murphy have done is they have online stores. So you can sign up. If you don't want to buy retail for your salon, but you want to use it, you can um, get your own link. And you can sell those products with your own personal link and they'll send you 40%. Yeah. It's pretty that's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just sold some Kevin Murphy online. They called me and they said, Hey, congratulations. And I was like, what? Like, I forgot I had the link out there, you know? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, somebody bought some Kevin Murphy. We're going to send you like $35. I was like, yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. share those links. Yep. Share the links yep. and, and, and only if you're gonna, I mean, I only retail stuff that I use that yeah. puts the fun money back in my pocket as opposed Definitely. to like a sales rep or the beauty supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so any favorite tools, like must have tools for hair, like hot tools or blow dryer or cutting comb yeah. or shear or anything like that? Yeah. So the Babyliss flat iron, it doesn't get any better than that best flat iron. Okay. I mean, so good. So the Babyliss flat iron and then uh, the titanium. Um, and then I do have two blow dryers. I have the Babyliss blow dryer and then I have the, um, um, the Dyson. I have the Dyson blow dryer. 
And the Dyson blow dryer is a game changer. I'm in the East Bay, so we have a lot of um, thick, curly hair, ethnic hair. So okay. that blow dryer is a game changer for that hair type. And then I also have the other side where it's super thin, fine hair. Can't use a Dyson blow dryer for that. Well, at least I haven't found a way to use it to where it makes the hair lifeless. So I have two different blow dryers. So I use the uh, Fabulous blow dryer and then uh, the Dyson blow dryer. We're, and you know, we get $100 off and we get the professional blow dryer. So it's not the one you would find on Amazon. Right, right, right. Uh, so it's worth the money. If you're doing yeah. thick, curly haired clients that like to blow it out, it's worth the money. Have you ever heard of a Rev Air? No. It's like, okay, so I have one and I have okay. to use it one, but it's made for like people with like the ethnic hair that like yeah. the typical blowouts take like four hours and stuff. Um, but it like, it's a called a reverse hair dryer. So it actually like sucks the hair down a tube. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it like dries it and it strains it. And no way. Like, the reviews are off the charts and everybody who like uses it, like swears by it. But I think mm -hmm. it's like better for like longer, thicker hair. And I mean, my hair is like not thick at all. So it's not, it looks like it. No, it's, it's, it's totally, it's my hair, but it's totally thin. I'm going to like, okay. I even got a wig when I went to the last hair show. Cause I'm going to, one of these wigs. okay. But, um, yeah, it's like Rev Air. It's about like 400 bucks. Um, I haven't even used it yet, wow. but I thought I'm all about efficiency. So I'm like, if I get somebody in my chair that has crazy amount of hair, I am not sitting there and like, no, yeah. I'm going to go in reverse. It makes a difference. If your tools are, they make all the difference in the world. Yeah. The, the, I find that the hot tools, they don't stay hot long enough. So by the time, if I'm curling someone's hair, by the time I'm done, it's not even hot anymore. Really? I don't know. Maybe it's my curling iron. So I just replaced them all with the Babyliss curling irons and I love them. Now, they get, um, they get really hot. are they interchangeable or is it a certain barrel size? Or no, I just get like the one and a quarter and then the one inch. Okay. Yeah. Those work great. So, so anything fabulous you like? I do. I like them. Do you use like clippers? Do you do any men's stuff? I do. do you, you know what? I'm a scissor over comb hairstylist. So I can, it'll look like I use clippers, but I do scissor over comb. That's how I was trained. So my scissors I use are seven inch shears. Okay. So the blade itself is seven inches. So I, I'm able to kind of like do the scissor over comb. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I know. I mean, there's really not an art to doing the clippers, but I haven't really figured out how to fade good. Yeah. I would like to learn how to do it, but then I would, I don't want to build a male clientele. So it's like, eh, yeah. I would like to do it just to know how to do it. We have a barber at the salon and he's so good. And uh, he said he'll do a class and I'm like, well, but then I'll have to do men's cuts. I don't really want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much men's cuts are where you're at, but like, I mean, up here we charge like 20 bucks. But when I oh. went to Austin for BTC, I asked both my Uber drivers who the one had just like a two, like nothing. I, he pays $45 for a number two. I was like, are you kidding me? Like we yeah. would probably charge like 10 bucks where I live for that. I think and that's what we're, I like think. Once a week, <laughs> like once a week, 45 bucks mm -hmm. Yeah. for two. Yeah, we have, I think that's what our barber charges too. And he's guys got guys that come in like, you know, once every two weeks. Yeah, but then you can't travel. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he's stuck. With their hair short. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so hot tools. Um, tools. Hot tools, no. 
color. Well, oh, well, I mean, I was just like, what yes, I got you. <laughs> um, let's see. My color line I use is um, I use Majorelle. Oh, that's a new one. I haven't heard of that. Not very many. It's old. It's it's uh, L'Oreal. Okay. And I've gone to other color lines, and I always go back to L'Oreal, Majorelle. So I've been using Majorelle forever. I love it. It covers gray completely. It's it does exactly what it says it's going to do, and they have amazing reds. I love it. It's not a translucent color line, so it covers, and what you see is what you get. And then, what do you use for like lighteners? Do you have a do they have a line? So I usually usually use Schwarzkopf, um, their Blonde Me, to do the balayage and stuff like that, yeah. um, or I use Redkins Flash Lift. So one or the other. Yeah, they're both great. Oh, speaking of like, uh, do you have like a go-to toner formula that like is like your signature or something that you like? Um, well, I guess, well, we use shades at the salon, most of us, and we really like the P's and the B's because a lot of times when you're toning someone with dark hair or previously colored hair, you are either trying to get rid of the brass, um, or the yellow and, um, the P's kind of do both. And then the B, if you have a lot of brassy that just completely gets rid of it. So, so we're, we're loving those, which is kind of just basic really. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not totally into toners for some reason. I've been lucky where I think when I started doing hair toners, weren't a thing. They weren't a thing. So I don't like, I just got on board with them, but I just, for some reason it just works out. I don't have to tone a lot of people, but I do tone now. Yeah. Cause I people want I that. School, I was like, what the heck is toning and smudging yeah. and shatter root and I was like this is and all the young girls like knew all these terms and I was like these are not terms that like existed yeah. when I yeah. went to get my hair done you know what I recently been doing is um so I have clients that come in every like four weeks for a touch-up right which I need to get mine done I just put some powder on it um and so recently I've had a couple clients tell me they want highlights but they have this much roots that need to be done they'll come in every eight weeks I have people that have started doing that since we got back to work okay so they want highlights, but they want their roots done and they don't want the roots all the way up here. So I'm like, Hmm. So what I've been doing is parting out this section and leaving it here and then diagonaling all everything and then going and doing the roots after. So it kind of looks like they have a balayage without going through the teasing. Cause then this hair goes over it. Genius. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what, like how many so you're foiling in between yeah so i'm completely like, taking this hair and not doing anything with it so i find where their okay. part is i right. eliminate all of this even back here so that if i do these panels this way or weave whatever this hair covers it so it didn't matter if the line wasn't broken because right. i'm doing the roots at the same time so it saves so time out, so there's no color or now lightener on this section right and so this section there's none but then when i foil i foil diagonally mm -hmm. so you still you know and of course i do the money pieces so it looks like Under just looks like they did the high it's it's kind of like a cheating balayage i have to try that with one of my new friends i don't know <laughs> or it's or they're like they they've never had it before they don't want to see they don't want the old school highlights where it's going all the way up to the root. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, let's eliminate the part 
and then we're just going to diagonal back or diagonal forward. So are you forward. teasing that at all? Or you're just no teasing. So, so you could eliminate the teasing because their roots are being colored. I'm doing them at the same time, you know, to save time because I don't have time. I'm like, wait, I would have to color it. Then I have to go back. Don't you feel like it kind of blends really nice when you do them together because then it, yeah. it does kind of like naturally melt together. Yeah. yeah, I have other clients that do the balayage, but what I do is I'll put the roots on then I put the color on and I just smudge it together and then you can't see it. You're right. You're, it totally works. So you, you know, I think in the beginning when we all learned how to do this, we were just constantly overthinking it like how, and now you just slap it on, mold it together and it all works out. <laughs> I know the, the lived in look is like, is the thing now. Yeah. So. It all works out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where's the best place that people should like, connect with you and like go to your website are you on instagram facebook where do you hang yeah out? so i'm on instagram um salon industry coach um i'm on facebook stacy monroe um and then also stacy at stacymonroe.com people can email me if they have any questions they can go to the website and everything is on the website i don't think my email is on there but i should probably add it so i'm going to go back on and see what's missing i'm going to do like a little opt-in page for people who want to do the 30-day coaching with the planner yeah so i haven't updated my page there <laughs> that's you that was that, you that was the master class that was august um hey yeah so i was i'm in a couple groups for hairstylists and there were people asking like hey are you making six figures and if you are how are you doing it so i have a group of ladies that like were interested to hear like how to do that so yeah there's my hairstylist community page um that's just hairstylists going on there and sharing stuff um, and I think, what did I do? Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm also helping aspiring salon owners, um, open a salon, you know, so I'm kind of doing that as well. And there's my planner. So, you know, I have my hands in all kinds of stuff and I'm happy to just even talk to anybody. If anybody has any questions about anything. Yeah. And look y'all 2014. So like, she didn't just decide like in COVID when it was cool to go online that she's going to like teach online. Like she's been, you've been doing this for like a while. Like this. Yeah. So one of the things, credibility. yeah, for sure. Like one of the things that Brendan, you know, when we went to his coaching and stuff, he said, Hey, get an organic Facebook page. That's for people of your community and just start getting a following on there. And so that's what I did into that's So that's after I left him and like, what a great idea. So I've never changed the pictures on this. It's been the same. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think I kind of laid low through, this whole, you know, shut down and then getting back to work. And, um, but now I'm ready, ready to get back in, into it. Yeah. And there's my Instagram. So I, so I do, I did a lot of reels with my family. I did a lot of family stuff. Um, you know, so I'm going to hire a social media manager once we rebuild the salon and yeah, I have lots of ideas. My friend, my cousin has OCD. She was cleaning my house like crazy, but yeah. So I go into spurts with my Instagram. It's like, you know, yep, me too. You know, it's like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then I did a 21 day, um, hair stylist business reset, um, on Lindsay. I do the, the podcast. So it's the private podcast. So I have that on there and like all kinds of different stuff. Nice. There's Angela there. She does the yeah. extensions. Yep. It's fun to go back and see what people have on there. Yeah, and Oprah, so we had Oprah Winfrey, her her crew come through the salon a couple years back, and we were on her show, Where Are They Now? Because we had a stylist that was the biggest loser, the first woman biggest loser on the show. 
so she worked with us and these are just people who worked with me and then my little grandson doing his little yoga pose in my tree <laughs> he's so fun <laughs> and here's a funny story there. yeah so the class that I did here so this is a funny story so before I started doing balayage I didn't know how to do them and I was like well I probably should learn so I decided I'm going to teach a class on how to do them so uh, the people in my salon, they were like, what are you crazy? You don't even know how to do them. You're going to teach a class. So what I did was I sold tickets. I, sold, I got nine people to come to the class and it became a hands-on class. I got a model with really long hair. We all took our turns. But what I did was to get prepared for this class was I offered free balayage. So for two weeks, I did free balayage with different techniques, different partings. And I really learned what to do and what not to do. And then that way, when I had my class, I felt comfortable with it. I mean, that's kind of how my brain works. Sometimes I have to like go for it. But yeah, this was a fun class that I did. And I actually hired two people that came to this class. So that's another way. I have a blog also. If you go to my website, there's a blog. And I talk about other ways that you can actually find people for your, for, for your, for the salon, right? So yeah, let's see where the blog shows up at the very top. Yeah, right there. So um, how I mastered a service that I was afraid of. So I don't know how many blogs I have on here. Well, so that was the most recent one. And again, I need to put more stuff on here. Um, yeah, so the conversations that convert. So to the right, it shows the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a fun class. And yeah, one of, yeah, so the, I hired my next assistant from that class and then, and then another part-time hairstylist. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So go to classes. You never know. You might classes. Yes. I mean, you know, have the classes in your salon, you know, bring people in. Yeah. I love it. Oh, speaking of classes and up, is there anybody like that, like that you follow online? Like I like, like, like Matt, I learned about Matt Beck in school and Vivian Kender and like, is there anybody like newer older that you follow as far as like cutting or coloring or you know what Robert Cremians is my man I love that guy right I just love everything about him doing hair starting in the 80s the hair shows are not like they used to be back then uh, they were two stories there were huge platforms there was a party on the stage there were bars every like so many feet like people got dressed up like they were so different than they are today. And so, um, you know, Paul Mitchell had the big stages, you know, he was on there. So I, I like to follow him. I love Kevin Murphy. I like to watch his stuff. And then um, Andrew Dale that owns Unite, he now has a TV. It's called Unite TV. Oh. So you can, it's free. So you can watch all the education and stuff. So those are the three people that I like to watch. I've learned a lot about styling from Kevin Murphy. I've gone to a lot of his, his uh, small shows that he has in the U.S. He's from Australia, I think. It's Australia. And so we don't really get him on this side. But, um, you know, so those are three people I learned a lot from. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's, I'll put those in the show notes, too. Yeah. Yeah, we got that Unite TV for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we have TVs in the salon. Oh, cool, cool. Um, any parting words of wisdom you want to live? Oh, I think I shared quite a bit. And I just want to thank you for having me on here. I mean, yeah, this was a fun conversation, you know? 
I, I do have, you know, I know I have conversation ADD a little bit sometimes, but we're perfect together. (laughs) So yeah, no, I think, I think we covered a lot of ground here. Yeah. Awesome. I know when I saw, like, I don't even, can't remember, like, I have like the brain of like a squirrel, but when I stumbled on your, your, I was like, oh, she's got the hairstylist community and I have the cosmetology community. I'm like, we need to meet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Lindsay, so that's our common friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Well, thank you everybody for watching the show. Thank you, Stacey, for all your time. And thank you so much. And I wish you many, many luxurious travels. Around thank you so much. And I wish you all the success that you want to. And I, I'll get, you know, your address and I'll send you a planner. Yeah. And, I and anything you. else you need help with, you let me know. I'm there for you. Thank you.